to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Thank you so much for being with us here today, for choosing Portland Center for Spiritual Living as your source of spiritual nourishment. Welcome everyone, wherever you are, you are welcome here. And we are on this mandate of ecstasy, continuing our exploration of Julia Cameron's book, The Prosperous Heart, in which we are reminded that the prosperous heart is way more than just money. It's about being tuned in to receiving good. It's about expecting the best. It's about allowing the prosperous heart to tutor us with optimism. And as we look into the future, about anticipating good. Now, many of us are familiar in Science of Mind with the quote by Ernest Holmes, founder of Science of Mind, where he said, good and more good is mine, and ever-increasing good is mine. There is no limit to the good that is mine. And our author, Julia Cameron, reminds us that yes, although life is full and overflowing with good, it is necessary to empty out the old to make room for the new to appear. So in today's message, Cleaning House, we're walking through the process of three things, decluttering our environment, assessing our inner circle, and giving ourselves the gift of three A's. I do have a warning that today's message has a three-part at-home activity. I know Reverend Larry typically gives a little mini assignment, and I'm hoping that everyone has been doing that over the last several weeks because the activities that are suggested are truly powerful. Well, today we have three more specifically taken from The Prosperous Heart. So let's get started. Decluttering our environment. We cannot receive more good in cluttered, crowded spaces. Cluttering decreases our ability to concentrate. It distracts us. It inhibits the flow of creative ideas. And it weighs us down. Now, how can we have optimism and be expecting the best when we're distracted, when we're weighed down by a bunch of baggage and clutter, it's not possible to have that optimism and to be able to allow our creative genius to express. Now, our author is very specific about the negative impact of clutter. And so this is taken from page 70 and 71 in her book. Says nothing impedes the flow of money like physical clutter. And I'm going to say impedes the flow of good like physical clutter. An environment that is stuffed and jammed with unneeded papers and knickknacks is an environment in which no clear thinking can be accomplished. Without clarity, 
there is no prosperity. Clearing away the rubble makes for clear thinking. So, wow, clearing away the rubble makes for clear thinking, and with clear thinking, prosperity is possible. Now, she gives an example of a professor that was renowned in his field for his brilliance, and yet was also known to be like the absent-minded professor. His classroom was cluttered and crowded with stuff and things. His office was an absolute mess. And yet he seemed to joke about it and allow it to be, and students just accepted it as that was the way he was. Well, some changes were being made at the university, and he was encouraged, or shall we say compelled, to declutter his classroom and his office. And in so doing, he had an epiphany. Part of what he realized was that although he thought he could think clearly amidst all that clutter and all that stuff, he was actually showing disrespect to himself and his students by allowing an environment to be filled with stuff and things that distract from clear thinking. As he cleared out all this stuff, his brilliance actually shined through. Now, I want to share with you that that's an example that's in the book. Here at Portland Center for Spiritual Living, we walk our talk. And a big shout out to our board chair, Nadine Mahler, who organized a team. And we began the decluttering process in the center this past week. So a specific shout out to uh, Nadine and John Mahler, to Debbie and Mark Pettijohn, to Reverend Larry and Daniel, to um, Nancy Ashley, to Cheryl Bond, and to myself. This is a team of individuals that came together, and I'm emphasizing we started the process of decluttering. We started the process of decluttering. Our center has been blessed by many gifts, and yet over time, the gifts, for example, uh, a foundation grant was received for technology. And as we began looking at ordering the technology that this grant provides for, we had no space to set up the technology. Corners, cluttered, crowded with things that we haven't used in years. When we started looking at our space, we found that our storage rooms were full of stuff and things, and a lot of it hadn't really been taken care of. We also found that we've been very blessed with resources and able to update technology and update equipment and different things at the center. And we've done that. And yet, and part of it is because with the pandemic, a lot of the recycling centers were closed. That next piece of letting go of the old didn't happen. And it started cluttering up our center to the point that if we attempted to go into the kitchen, which is a swinging door, 
we had to pull the door out because there was something blocking our access of the door going to the inside. Well, I can tell you, we started the process of decluttering. There were truckloads that went to donation and recycling centers. There were things that were just unusable and in poor condition and were taken to the dump. And I know of at least three car loads of stuff that were taken to additional donation centers. So all I'm saying is that here at Portland Center for Spiritual Living, we walk the talk and the leadership team is at work to ensure that our space is decluttered so that we are totally open and receptive to receiving new good. And so I ask, what about you? What about your space? And that's part one of our at-home activity. Declutter your space now. And I just want to share with you briefly a little process that Julia Cameron shares with us. And this is the process that the leadership team is using as we declutter the center. She says there are several ways we can easily declutter. First, buy a large bag of trash bags, preferably the type with a drawstring. Next, set a timer for 15 minutes. Working as fast as you can, charge to the house, throwing away anything unneeded, unwanted, unused. That includes trash, like beverage glasses, the things that have just been sitting around. Repeat the 15-minute intervals for an hour. Most houses, she says, can be decluttered on the surface in an hour's time. Any progress, even if it's superficial progress, meaning that the closets are still full, the drawers are still full, the vanity is still crowded, it will inspire us to continue taking action. So again, set a timer for 15 minutes. Allocate one hour and every 15 minutes, just work as fast as you can decluttering the surface and know that what you're after is progress, not perfection. So be sure to celebrate your success. We had a lot of high fives going on here at the center when we were together and we're looking forward to coming together again next week. So enough said about stuff and things. I encourage you declutter. Get rid of the things that are unwanted, unused, and no longer usable because it's impeding your good. And new and greater good is already available, just waiting for that space to open up. And that leads to another way of opening up space for new good. And that is assessing our inner circle. We all have friends, family, and people that we interact with on a regular basis. And as we dedicate ourselves to living prosperously, it is beneficial to assess who we are allowing as a major player in our lives. So assessing our inner circle means looking at the people we have shared and continue to share ourselves and our money with and examine which of these relationships are truly supportive, that nurture us, that inspire us to be our best self, and which ones it would be beneficial 
to let go of, that manifests for ecstasy, making space for new and better relationships. Now, our author gives us some questions that we can use as we assess our inner circle. Here's some of the questions. Is the relationship nurturing and supportive? Is it someone for whom you feel an inner desire to be closer with, to have more contact, to spend more time? In essence, when you are with this person, you feel uplifted, you feel invigorated, you feel inspired to just be your awesome, horrific self. The other question she asks is, is the relationship reciprocal? Is it there, there's an easy giving and taking. It's not transactional. I give you this, you give me that. It's just a flow of good. And are the individuals that maybe you don't have frequent contact with, and yet when you're in their presence or when you have an opportunity to connect with them, it's as if no time elapsed. Immediately your heart center opens in joy and you're elated to be spending time with this person. Now, there's also the and. There are relationships that are there individuals with whom you communicate frequently, where you feel drained or misunderstood, guarded, tense, walking on eggshells during and after each interaction? Is there a relationship that is one-sided? You always initiate, you are always the one giving. Then, essence, there is no arc back to you. There's no reaching back to you. Are you the only one giving? So it's important to remember that we get to choose who is in our inner circle. We have the power. We get to choose to release relationships that are no longer fulfilling, that are unsupportive, possibly abusive, and we can let go of these relationships. We can let go, let God, and allow love to harmonize our mind so that our heart sings with joy. Now, here's how I know this to be true. I have had a decades-long relationship with a girlfriend, and over the past, I would say, six, seven years, I've noticed that our conversation is always about the past. There's no sharing of our dreams, no sharing of our goals, nothing of that includes what we're aspiring towards. It's as if the past were our glory years. I feel unheard, unknown, that there isn't an understanding of where I am growing, the things that are now important to me. And I realized that after having a conversation, the energy in my body felt very heavy. I felt down. I did not feel uplifted. And I thought, this is not the highest and best use of my time or my energy. And so very lovingly, I simply wrote a thank you note for all that we've shared in the past 
and extending the highest and best for the future, and that although our paths were diverting at this time, there was great love for all that had been shared in the past. And in so doing, I opened up mental space for me that I was no longer dreading a phone call or having to engage in long conversation about things that had no meaning to me anymore. So I ask you, are there individuals in your life where it would be beneficial for you to release and let go? Are there individuals in your life that you would like to enhance, to enrich, to spend more time? You get to choose. And so here's the second part two of our three-part at-home activity. I'm encouraging you to take an inventory, an assessment of your inner circle. Ask, who am I letting into my inner circle and why? Now that second question leads me to my third and final point. Why? Why includes why do I have stuff and things? Why do I have these people in my life? Because the third part is the gift of three A's. Being honest with ourselves and the three A's are awareness, acceptance, and inspired action. So prosperity, as our author shares with us, includes mental, emotional, and physical well-being, financial stability, and harmonious relationships. And this cannot exist when we are in denial, denial about the stuff that's in our life, denial about our financial condition, denial about relationships that are no longer working. Prosperity cannot exist in that environment. So our author encourages us to chart our money history as a way of experiencing awareness, acceptance, and action. Now, I've done this activity, and I'm not going to say it's easy. I am going to say it is highly beneficial. So first, she says, awareness comes from tracking. So know your income, know your expenses. So just track it. Begin to look at where your money is going. The acceptance part comes from charting our money history. And she does have on pages 76 and 78 in the Prosperous Heart, a lovely chart. I'm going to share with you the categories and the questions. So there's three categories. First, age zero to five. And it has five questions. I was aware of money when. I wanted money for. In my household, money was. I wish that I had and I received money when. That's from age zero to five. Then she has three sets of five age categories, age five to 10, 10 to 15, 15 to 20. Five questions. My allowance was, I earned money for, I wanted money to, in my household money was, I wished that I had. And then, the final category is age 20 to present in five-year increments. And in this category, there are 10 questions. I earned money by. 
I spent money on. I saved money for. I gave money to. I wasted money on. I was given money by. I wanted money to. I wished I had money to. I shared money with. I thought money would. And again, I'm emphasizing this is not an easy inventory. It is something that is highly beneficial because my experience was is I had great clarity on spending patterns and the emotions that led to those spending patterns. And what our author tells us is that with this newfound awareness and acceptance, we can take inspired action. Inspired action that moves us in the direction of prosperity and abundant living. Here's how I know this to be true. Shortly after I took the charted the money history, I received a call from a friend regarding an upcoming birthday. And the suggestion was a fine dining experience. Currently, I have made a commitment to myself to no more debting and to reducing my ministerial school expenses. That is how I am choosing to allocate discretionary money. It is not on fine dining experience. Yet in my heart, I, I cherish this relationship. I want to honor this person for a very special occasion. And I want to honor myself. Now, in the past, I would have agreed with the suggestion, gone out to a fine dining experience, placed the charge on my credit card, and then felt guilty for spending money I didn't have, and most importantly, not keeping a commitment to myself. Not keeping a commitment to myself. And so I happen to recall from a uh, book, and many of you may be familiar with it, Alan Cohn, A Deep Breath of Life. It's been around a long time. I believe it was published in 1999. But here's a quote from that book. When you're honest about where you are, you and others have something to work with. If you're vague or withhold your truth for the sake of pleasing others, it's hard to get anywhere. He also reminds us that the spirit of an activity is more important than the form. So having done the money history, I placed a phone call and I shared honestly, I value our relationship. I want to spend time with you. I want to honor your birthday and I do not have the discretionary funds at this time for a fine dining experience. I also offered an alternative. I said, here are resources I have. Here is what I can do. And here's the gift I would like to give. As we discussed the opportunity, what happened was in that honesty, 
our creative genius was unleashed and we came up with a brilliant celebration plan. We are sharing quality time together. We're celebrating with a customized end-of-decade ceremony. And I'm giving the gift, one that only I can give, which is to beautify her home for the holidays by providing my holiday decorating expertise. I happen to be really good at decorating homes for Christmas. So in this example, by giving ourselves awareness, honesty, and acceptance, we took inspired action that led to win-win outcomes. And by being honest, we opened ourselves up to experiencing truth. We are lavish abundance right here right now. We are love, loving, and loved right here, right now. We are prospering right here, right now. So part three of our at-home activity suggested is to prepare a money history using the format that I shared. It's a gift that you give to yourself. It's a gift of Awareness, acceptance, and action. So let's take a look at where we've been because we've covered a lot of territory here today. First of all, declutter space. Clear away the rubble to make space for clear thinking, to make room for your dreams and aspirations to grow. Secondly, assess our inner circle. Make a conscious choice to be surrounded by individuals whose values match your own, who bring compassion, humor, kindness, generosity with them, and who accept your gift in return. And let go of relationships that are uninspiring and do not support you in being your best self. And the final is the gift of three A's. Honesty with self and others opens up for awareness, acceptance, and action. And it leads to the truth that each of us is abundant right here, right now. So in Cleaning House, we grant ourselves the experience of the prosperous heart. Yes, we are tuned to receiving good. We're expecting the best, filled with optimism, and looking into the future, we are affirming and declaring good and more good is mine. And ever increasing good is mine. There is no limit to the good that is mine. And there is plenty of space to let it in. Let us pray. Oh, breathing in. The abundance of life, freely given. Breathing in that life-sustaining essence, oxygen. And in so doing, we allow ourselves to be aware of this truth. God is all there is. God is life. God is love. God is 
limitless substance. And God is love, the eternal givingness, giving of itself to itself in the form of its creation. And that means my life. My life is deeply rooted in the one mind. My life is an action in the mind of God. It is a movement in the mind of God. There is no separation. Its love is my love. Its lavish abundance is my lavish abundance to experience here on earth. And as it is true of me, it is true of each person hearing this message today. God is lavish abundance, and God's lavish abundance is the truth of each person's being. So I affirm and declare an open mind and an open heart, willing to declutter space so that good and more good, this new good that supports dreams and aspirations, can flow freely lavishly and abundantly. I claim and affirm a willingness to assess our inner circle, to choose to be surrounded and supported by individuals that inspire us to be our best self. And I claim and affirm an open and honest expression of acknowledging what is by doing a money history, bringing forth awareness, acceptance, and the opportunity to take inspired action. Those things that, as Nancy said in her opening statement, change your thinking, change your life, truly transforming our life and allowing the experience of the prosperous heart. And so I am so grateful for this truth, that God is lavish abundance. God freely gives of this lavish abundance. And I am of it, and each person is of it. And so I place my word into the activity and action of the law, knowing that the law always says yes. And so with absolute certainty, we affirm together, and so it is. We are so grateful that you've chosen Portland Center for Spiritual Living as your source of spiritual nourishment this morning. And now is our time of conscious giving. And so we invite you to go to our webpage, locate the donate button, and you can pay by credit card. There are other app opportunities for ways that you can submit your gift to the center. Know that we are creating space to receive all that magnificent gift. And we also accept checks. The address is on the website. So let's just bless. Graciously I give from a place of love, 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 a prosperous heart, knowing that as I give, so do I richly receive. The of God is upon us, and yes, we graciously bless the gifts and ties that we are receiving, knowing that as we recirculate this good that is flowing to us now, it goes out into the world that expands Portland Centers for Spiritual Living, Circle of Love, Healing, 
and empowerment and creates a world that works for everyone. So thank you for your generous contributions, for the Spirit of God being upon us. And remember that maybe as we begin to declutter or face some of our past behaviors that have led to undesirable conditions, we may be feeling the need for support. Know that we are here to support you in prayer. You can submit your prayer request online. So go to our website, cslportland.org. All the way down, there is a prayer request button. Click on that, submit your prayer request. It immediately goes to every member of our ecclesiastical team, and we pray on that prayer request for an entire week. So know that we are here to support you in prayer. So certainly feel free to declutter anything that is holding you back from experiencing that Spirit of God upon us. Awesome! We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.